man, Virginia is going to be interesting to watch here. So here's what's going on. On the 20th of January, 2020, how convenient, there's going to be some interesting things happening out in Virginia. So if you have not been keeping up with what's happening, Virginia recently flipped blue. When they flipped blue, they decided that they're going to propose all these gun regulations. Now, that being said, uh, the most egregious of the articles that are being proposed, uh, SB 16, was actually struck from the record. Um, that was the law that in it said basically, hey, you know what, we're going to prohibit all guns. And that law is now donezo. That, thankfully, uh, that, that passed in committee 9-0 to just be stricken. So that's good. However, three different other laws did pass. There's some things in there that are not exactly the most outrageous things for gun control, you know, stuff like background checks, etc. So it happens. Now, what I find interesting, though, to watch as you continue to watch all this stuff unfold, something that I thought would never see happen. And that is that Antifa has said that they will march with, not against, with gun supporters on Monday to show their support for guns. This will be one of the first times where I am taken aback a little bit and, and surprised completely and surprised that Antifa has decided, hey, you know what? We're going to do this. And one of the few times I'm like, I'm thankful for Antifa support. I guess the old phrase, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, is definitely true in this regard. And it we'll see what happens. And hopefully there's no violent clashes tomorrow now because of that. Now, in response to these upcoming demonstrations, the governor of Virginia decided, you know what, let's declare a national emergency, or not national emergency, excuse me, a statewide emergency, and we're going to ban all guns, all drones from the capital area. So they went ahead and they declared that there can be no weapons there, no guns in the capital area during the protest. So all the gun-supporting Second Amendment protesters coming saying, hey, you know, we're not uh, we're not happy with what's happening here with these gun bills. They won't be able to carry their guns. OK, not the worst thing in the world. And they also got uh, the FAA to temporarily give them a no fly zone over the area. The reason for that is that they were actually concerned about drones being weaponized against the building. In fact, it, it's gotten so bad. <laughs> I, I laugh, but I shouldn't be laughing here that one lawmaker actually said that they're going to be going into hiding on Monday. They're going to be going to a safe house. They don't want to be seen around. They don't want to be potentially threatened with everything. Uh, they So they're just going to make this so scarce. So I'm like, okay. And if you really feel that threatened because people are carrying guns, so be it. And what I find funny is as you read through the news, they go like, oh, you know, all these protests are happening. All these things are going to happen. But a majority of Virginians love this. Majority of Virginians love these laws. And then you read the other part of the news and you see a hundred plus cities or counties have declared themselves Second Amendment sanctuary cities zones. And then you have West Virginia upping the ante where they have invited various counties of Virginia to join them because West Virginia, they're not restricting anything Second Amendment, anything gun related. In fact, there is a county in northern part of Virginia, uh, Frederick County, where they were actually invited specifically by West Virginia to join them. And this isn't something new. I, I will say that 
this is something where this has been going on for a few years. I think the article said over a hundred years now this invitation has been open, but it was kind of reintroduced only because of the fact that right now all the turmoil going on in Virginia. And it's gotten to the point so far that, you know, beyond the invitation there, West Virginia communities are now declaring themselves Second Amendment sanctuary cities and counties. West Virginia, where this law isn't going into effect, are saying, you know what? It's so crazy. We're going to make ourselves Second Amendment. And people wonder why this is getting news. It's just crazy. When you see it in the news, it's coming up whenever you read it, that all these extremist groups are coming to bring their guns and bring violence and import these things. You know, they find an example of one particular maybe extremist group. I'm not going to defend that extremist group. And they say, this is what all of them are like. They paint that broad brush where you paint the picture of the enemy saying, this is how all these people who support the Second Amendment are. Now, you can make that argument all you want, and you can kind of point to Antifa and say, well, look how violent they can be at times. Look how dangerous they can be. Look how chaotic their counter protests and their protests can be. And at that point, you kind of have a point. But in reality, most of these people who are going to be protesting, who are going to be there uh, showing their support for not having these bills, for showing their support for a Second Amendment, are going to be peaceful. They're going to be there for the most part, kind of being like, hey, look, this is what we want. We're here to peacefully show that we are lovers of the Second Amendment. We are here to say we don't want violence, and we believe that what is happening is not only against the Constitution, but also against personal freedom and liberty, which, of course, would be against the Constitution as well. But now, that being said, after going through the various uh, bills that did pass, SB 35, SB 69, and SB 70, they're not the worst things in the world. So SB 35 essentially allows localities, so cities, counties, you know, local governments and that, to ban guns from public events. Uh, SB 69 allows only Virginia residents to purchase one handgun a month or in a 30-day period unless they go through a special process where they can get a special certificate that then has to be handed over to the gun dealership upon purchasing of that second firearm in that 30-day period. Now, what's funny is this produces some administrative overhead then for the gun dealer as they have to keep that certificate on file for a minimum of two years. They don't have this thing where they don't um, have to keep these things. And they do try to include some provisions in there saying, you know, law enforcement should only keep records for background checks and that for 30 days, trying to uh, assuage some of the fears of potential data breaches that may occur by the background check system. So that way things don't get just collected, stored forever. And then something happened, there's a big data leak, and all of a sudden someone has all your information. Because when you do a background check like this, this is going to have your name, your phone number, it's going to have your social security number. It's going to have a bunch of pertinent information that can steal your profile. Excuse me, not profile. They can steal your identity. And of course, you know, we could then go around, sell that identity over on the black web for, you know, five, 10 bucks a pop. Nothing for you, but, you know, you do that millions of times over, easy cash. So they're trying to limit that. So that's good. I will give them that. And then SB70, it would require a background check on all private transfers of firearms. Not, again, not the worst thing in the world. They could have done way worse. Uh, If SB16 had gone through, way worse. I I 100% agree. So the urgency of these 
demonstrations as they are happening now aren't as dire as they were maybe a couple weeks ago. So back at the end of last year, when I said Virginia would be interesting to watch in 2020, I was right. Virginia has been interesting to watch. Between the various things happening there with the protests, the gun laws, the West Virginia asking, hey, do you want to come over to, you know, join us and, you know, join with us and be a happier, bigger family over here? It's going to be entertaining to watch. And what you're having is you're having your various celebrities. um, And I use that word loosely when I say celebrities, like David Hogg. He's definitely taking advantage of this limelight that is available to him once again because the topics of guns have come up hog built most of his career on the topics of guns after the shooting now don't get me wrong the shooting that happened at his school when he was a high schooler i am not defending that was a tragic thing that should never happen and i am against all school shootings so let's not try to play around with wording or phrasing or saying oh he supports school shootings because he's attacking david hogg no, that's not the case. So let's just be clear with that right now. Let's not play those stupid games. What I'm saying is David Hogg is taking advantage of this because he needs to reinvent himself every once in a while. And that's fine. He's a celebrity. He is a celebrity. Let's not beat around the bush. A celebrities do what they need to do to get attention. And David Hogg is definitely one of those. Now, David Hogg likes to go around and he's like, oh, I, I'm, you know, I'm standing with Virginia is what he's saying. That's a hashtag he's promoting and everything he just keeps uh retweeting everything that even says i stand virginia so you might be able to take advantage of that uh you know especially if it's set up automatically you know tweet something that says i stand virginia let's see if that gets automatically retweeted by him but he's pushing this narrative and i'm only seeing this narrative from hog at this point where it's va virginia is in the state of emergency because white supremacists and nazis are using the Second Amendment to shut down the First Amendment. And I'm not sure that that is true. All the news reports that I've seen have said that the Supreme Court has upheld uh, a decision by the governor. And the fact that the Supreme Court upheld it, most of these, um, most of these protesters are going, going to recognize that as well as they said they will abide by it, where they can't have guns at the state capitol. Okay. And those who want to go uh, to a certain distance from the state capitol will have to go through metal detectors which means they won't be able to take their guns with them, obviously, because they're going to be going into that zone where the guns will be restricted. And what Hogg is going out there and telling everyone is that, oh, all these people from the NRA and others, they're sending death threats and FBI is intercepting thousands of them. That's an actual tweet of his. Um, I will share that in with on the links, a direct link with a screenshot in case he decides to delete it. And he's using this as proof to push this narrative that this demonstration by people who are against these law changes is only a thing of hate. And that is a dangerous, dangerous thing to do, regardless of which side you're on. I don't care if you're pro-gun, anti-gun, pro-drone, anti-drone. I don't care. Pick a position with a pro and an anti. If you are fear-mongering for the point of trying to be like at the forefront of it and popular, and you're only doing it to the benefit of yourself and the detriment of others, not acceptable. You can have a book published, as Hogg does. You can have a Twitter account, as as Hogg does. You can be this person who goes and speaks, like Hogg does. But if you're just fear-mongering, you need to stop. You're a worse problem than any of these other people are doing. Now, looking at the news for any of these death threats, 
the only threats that are coming about are a couple of uh, Virginia lawmakers are saying they re- they are receiving some threats. So I will give them that. You know, there are potentially some things happening there. Uh, they are saying that, you know, at this point, there's two who are going into the, the hiding thing. So maybe there's some there, but there's no threats against the protesters coming in uh, and potential counter protesters. This fear that I keep seeing in the news, for example, from uh, DCIST.com, where they're fearing uh, where they count like a counter protest, a, a, a clash between the protesters and counter protesters probably won't happen, to be honest, because of the fact, solely for the fact that Antifa is actually going to be marching with them. So th- that's at least the good part there. By the way, Hog, piece of advice to you. You're no longer a kid. You're an adult. So stop calling yourself a kid. That's disingenuine. Just FYI, just a little piece of advice for you. Watch what happens Monday. It's going to be interesting. So the headlines on the end of the day on the 20th and the start of the day on the 21st are going to really kind of start setting the tone for the rest of the year on how things are going to happen if there are violent clashes and uh, between the protesters tomorrow on the 20th we might see a rippling effect happen for the rest of the year especially as we head into this election cycle so what are your thoughts do you support gun laws like this do you support more intrusive gun laws like the original SB 16 bill that was proposed. What would be your utopian situation? Leave that comment below. Leave your thoughts. And if you are at the protest tomorrow, either as a counter-protester on the side of more gun control, or you're on the side of less gun control, leave a message below. And if you recorded something from there on YouTube, leave a link to that as well. Have a good one.